Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner Since 96. And this is the first episode of the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. Um, it's very strange to be here because I'm of, I'm by myself. First of all, I should mention that. And I am going to be recording these podcasts by myself because, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but let me start off by introducing myself to you guys, because for the, for most of you guys, if not all of you guys, um, will have no idea who I am. So, you know, let's start off with a formal introduction. As I mentioned, my name's Farhan. I am um, 24 years old. I go by Gunner Since 96 on Instagram and Twitter. And I am a massive, massive Arsenal fan. And that's the reason why I've started this podcast. Um, because I love Arsenal. I love I love Arsenal Football Club. Um, I started supporting Arsenal. I like to f- I'd like to think I was born an Arsenal fan, as as you know, the 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 tagline says, um, Gunner since '96. Um, but basically, I, I I grew up in North London. I grew up very very close to Highbury, um, a little place in London called Archway, uh, very close to Holloway, very close to Finsbury Park. So. Really, very, very in in the Arsenal hub, basically. That's where I grew up. That's where I was born. So I was surrounded around the Arsenal community and um, the Arsenal Foundation as well. I was very aware of what the foundation were doing in and around the area. So it was imprinted in my DNA from the moment that I came into existence. Um, that, yeah, I guess I was going to be an Arsenal fan. Now, before anyone tries to, how can I say, expose me, quote unquote, expose me, I'm going to put it out there into the universe now. So there's nothing to, you know, hide. In fact, I, think, I find this so ridiculous that I have to clarify um, this following point. But when I was growing up, um, when I was in primary school, I had a friend. And I should mention before, actually, when you are in primary school, you're a kid, so you do things or you say things or, you know, you behave in a certain way which might not be done rationally or logically. Um, and so basically, my neighbour, um, who's a good friend of mine when we were in primary school, um, he was <laughs> he was a Tottenham fan. And so um, what I decided to do one day is... I decided that I was going to be a Tottenham fan because he was a Tottenham fan and he was a, he was a friend and um, you know in my in my school I don't know about everyone else's but in my school particularly you would find yourself jumping from one friend to another so one week you'd be really good friends with this person and then next week you'd be really good friends with another person so um, it got round to this guy um, and who turns out to he turned out to be a Tottenham fan and he was a Tottenham fan so I thought you know let me be a Tottenham fan and that lasted for about a week okay so before anyone tries to quote unquote expose me it's out there into the universe it's out there in the universe sorry um, but no I've always I've, as long as I can remember um, I've always been an Arsenal fan and actually the first the the first um, memory that I have of being you know. Uh, an emotion, an, an emotive Arsenal fan, um, someone who was moved by watching 
the football that they played um, was the Champions League final in 2006. Um, I should mention, I'm I'm fairly young, so I wouldn't have been around um, pre-Venga. You know, I was born when Wenger took over at Arsenal. So that's all I've known. Um, and yeah, like I say, the, the earliest memory that I have is Arsenal playing in the Champions League final. So I don't even remember the Invincibles. Um, but obviously, you know, being an Arsenal fan, that's something that you're, you know, it's, it's one of the fundamental things that you're taught. Um, and so, yeah, I, I started supporting Arsenal and I slowly, you know, developed the Arsenal DNA. Um, and, you know, a lot of a lot of fans have different reasons for why they support Arsenal. And um, I think a lot of the reasons why I support Arsenal are, I would say, to do with non-football related things. Um, and, and, and I think it really speaks towards what it means to be an Arsenal fan rather than why it is that I am an, I, I am an Arsenal fan. Um, and so the reason why I think, you know, I chose Arsenal, well, obviously, uh, other than the obvious, being born and raised in the community, um, I loved what it meant to be an Arsenal fan. I loved to see what Arsenal represented um, how it how it represented itself in our community, which was, you know, in my primary school, um, getting involved with local projects. Um, I know, you know, very close to my old old house where I used to live in North London, they built a football uh, pitch for kids to go and play football and train. And I think they would have um, coaches from the club that would come by every Thursdays to coach the local kids um and so you know i i really sort of admired the community aspect of what arsenal were giving to us um and that really captured my heart and you know um even when i started secondary school um I was involved in the double club, the Arsenal double club, which was um, taking a few kids from local, you know, secondary schools. Um, no, actually, I think I was in primary school. I was in year six, if I remember correctly. And yeah, I I, uh, I attended this course. I think it was a, a week, maybe two weeks. Um, it was sort of like an an ICT course, whether it was to improve your ICT or to reward kids. I don't quite remember. Um, but I remember attending it and, you know, being involved um, with the guys at Arsenal playing football as well as learning, um, you know, different tricks and tips and just general improvement on, you know, IT software. Um, and then to top it off being rewarded and an and Emirates uh, tour um, by the legend himself, Charlie George, which was brilliant. Um, and I was in awe. And, and like I say, that's that's stuck with me for well until now and I hope forever um so that's me in a nutshell uh why why have I started the Arsenal Therapy podcast well it goes back to very recently actually um being a mad crazy fan like I am and like most of you know you guys are I think you know the difference between Arsenal fans and just general fans is that we have a special attachment to not only the club but 
to the Arsenal family. And when, I, when I'm talking about the Arsenal family, I mean, not just a club which would start at level one. It goes all the way up to the community, the fans, the ex-players, the, um, the environment, the vibe in North London. You know, there, there's just a special connection that the club resonates around the area. Um, and so, you know, at the moment, what the club is going through right now and what it's making its fans go through right now is basically the reason why I started the Arsenal Therapy podcast because I found myself seeping deep into this fairly new but um, reoccurring feeling of anxiousness, um, a sense of constant worrying, even a lack of sleep because of Arsenal Football Club. And although this was a, a, a sort of a feeling that I've been experiencing throughout time, I hadn't noticed it until the Burnley game, until we lost to Burnley at home. Um, and that being our fourth home defeat, that was for me the tipping point. And I, I can honestly say I almost had a breakdown. I almost had a proper breakdown where I felt myself on the edge of having a panic attack. And if it wasn't for my wife who was in the room, I think that's what, what would have happened. I had to physically remove myself from the living room to stop myself from having that episode. Um, and the next 24 hours were like... You know, it was like a sort of a come down period where everything was just being digested and I noticed, you know, there and then that right supporting Arsenal has become very, very toxic. Now I need to do something about it so that it doesn't become so toxic. And here I am um, on the Arsenal Therapy podcast. And that's what the podcast is about. The podcast is for fans out there that are going through a similar experience where you've given your heart and soul into this club you've really supported them from you know the ground up or you know from however young you were to now and to see your club crumbling in front of your eyes and the frustration that it's causing and you're not being able to do anything I just I just thought you know instead of losing my shit which I was finding myself doing week in week out in front of the tv in front of the laptop where I, wherever I was watching the game I could find a safe place to come to digest my thoughts to digest my emotions and to let it out in a controlled environment and I think this is it this is the controlled environment that I need um so ladies and gentlemen um, welcome to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. I really, truly hope this benefits you as much that I hope that it will benefit me. Okay. Um, so no, this isn't for, you know, gaining popularity, gaining status, gaining money or any other reason. This is solely to find some sanity in this insane period that we're living through right now, um, which, you know, includes COVID, which includes lockdown, which includes all the other madness going around the world. Um, you know, I'm really hoping that this brings us 
as fans, more importantly than anything else, forget about the club, forget about the players, the manager, the board members, forget about the Cronkies. I really hope this brings fans united together, stronger than ever, and finding ourselves a community, a hub where we can go to, talk to each other about, and really just try and stay sane. I was trying to think of a different word, but I think the most appropriate word is sane. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to achieve through this podcast is just to get groups of people together who are going through a tough time like I was. And I, and I, you know, I found myself scrolling through the Twitter timeline and seeing a lot of similar tweets. Um, people asking, you know, how, genuinely asking, how, how am I able to cope with this? Can someone please give me advice on how to cope with what's happening to our club? Um, and... You know, a podcast that I listen to, and I'm sure a lot of you do, a lot of you also listen to, is the Askcast. And, you know, a question popped up. Can you please give me some advice on how to deal with depression and anxiety that's related directly to um, to Arsenal? And, you know, um, we we couldn't find any answer to that. Um, because obviously it is it is a very personal question. And, you know, I don't think anyone untrained should be given advice. But this is where we find ourselves. And so, yeah, welcome. And I hope that you enjoy the journey and you enjoy the ride and we're able to find comfort in what's happening, even if it is the most minute of comforts, albeit there will be some comfort and we can try to move past this with some smooth transition. Okay, so... Let's talk about Arsenal. This is just an introduction, so it's very, very light. Um, I'm hoping to obviously release episodes every game, after every game, and try to digest it in a manner which is more to do with the emotional side of things, more to do with how fans can deal with, you know, whether it's a victory, whether it's loss. Um, how do we go with dealing with that rather than discussing the match, the players, what's happened. Um, obviously, there will be that. We will be reacting to whatever whatever happens. But I think it's more important to try and break down why it's happened and where do we go from that. Um, and so we get to the current situation at Arsenal. Now, this is a ve- we find ourselves in a very, very, very unique place because I've never seen my club this low. And even, you know, older fans that are probably listening to this, um, sorry, that are listening to this will probably not find themselves in a familiar place because this is our worst start since the 70s. We have lost four games at home in a row. Lose to Southampton and, you know, we're going to find ourselves in a really big mess. If the mess isn't as big as it already is, we will find ourselves in a really, really, really deep hole. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there are a, there are a number of reasons for why this has happened. And I personally believe that this whole process, this whole transition into a, um, a relegation side, which is what we are, you know, if I'm going to be honest... 
And we have to be honest with ourselves. That is what we're looking like right now. We're looking like a relegation side. We're we're on relegation form. And I believe that the the, the very beginning of when that um, transition started was when the Cronkies privatised Arsenal Football Club. And there has been a knock-on effect with the privatisation because we haven't seen the Cronkies act like owners of a traditional football club would and should. We haven't seen them um, organise Arsenal Football Club the way it would and should at a normal football club. We haven't seen um, the promises being delivered by Gazidas, who has left us in this situation. We haven't seen the correct transition from Arsene Wenger leaving, being forced to leave, I would say. And look, yeah, I, I, I agree with the fans that say that, you know, he was forced to... Uh, sorry, it was his his time was up. He needed to move on. I agree with that, um, and I get that. But a plan should have been put into place for what would have happened or what um, should have happened after he left. A plan should have been put into place, and not just a managerial plan, not just a plan for what was going to happen in the pit on the pitch, but a plan should have been put into place where the whole organization was looked at and looked at in a way where this man over here controlled the whole organisation. He was the head. He made all the decisions. He is leaving. We now need to think about, we now need to put into into place all the steps needed to continue his legacy and to continue the legacy he's built for Arsenal Football Club. And that wasn't done. And we have a lot of frauds in this team, in this, in this club, sorry. We have a lot of frauds from the head to the bottom. From the backroom staff, from the executives in the in the boardroom, to the players in the changing rooms, there are frauds that are taking Arsenal for liberty, and it makes me sick to my stomach that this is happening right now. Because when I look at my club, I don't look at a club which resonated with players playing for the badge, which resonated with players putting their heart and soul into every minute that they play. Giving those post-match interviews and you can hear Arsenal in their voice. I don't see that anymore. I see a bunch of players who don't really care, who don't really get what Arsenal Football Club is. I see a bunch of players who want to receive their paychecks, who want to build a status for themselves, a profile for themselves. And when it's time to move on, they move on. And look, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. Maybe. I'm not going to talk about any individual. I'm not going to talk about any individual um, individuals or episodes. I just want to build a picture right now of what's happening to our club. Our club is in real trouble. And the sooner everyone gets to the same page that I'm on, which is we are in real trouble, we are, it's going to be too late, guys. And, you know, when there's talks about relegation fights in December, December, there should be alarm bells ringing. That should be alarm bells ringing. I can't remember the last time people were discussing relegation battles in December. And so 
this is where we find ourselves. I'm not, I'm not going to make this too long because we've got a game tomorrow. Southampton at home. Southampton are on a hot, hot, hot run. They're cruising right now. They're looking dangerous. They're looking at their best than they ever have. And they're coming to play Arsenal Football Club. And that might be the most dangerous thing for them to do when they've got, you know, all to play for. And we've got, well, we've got all to play for, but they've also, they're also coming in with so much confidence. It might be a dangerous place for them to come into this game. But, but the next few games for us, I mean, I said this before the Burnley game, the next five or six games for us are must win. We've lost to Burnley. We're in real trouble now. Lose to Southampton. Well, I don't know where we go from there. But um, I'm going to end it there. Actually, no, before I end it there, um, what, what am I hoping to the outcome will be for the end of the season? Well, if we lose tomorrow, January is going to be screaming for Arsenal to get to. Because the moment we get to January, we need to make changes. ASAP. Whether Mikel goes or stays if we lose tomorrow is a question that I'm not going to be answering because as much as I want the guy to succeed, as much as I love what he is trying to do, if you lose tomorrow, I don't know how, I don't know how, you know, a top manager is able to get us out of the mud from that position. And this guy's a novice. He's here to learn his trade. So, look, the way I see it, tomorrow's a must-win game. We have to win that. If we don't win that, we're screwed. But if we do win that, then we might see us pick up some confidence, pick up a bit of form. And hopefully try and turn this ship around. Um, but realistically, if I'm being totally honest with myself, I don't see us competing for any major trophies. Um, I don't see us cause. I don't see us being a threat to any of the big boys at the top. I genuinely believe that this season is our transition season. Is the season where we go through our highs and lows where we really change the face of Arsenal Football Club because there's been too many guys in this squad that have been passengers nothing but passengers just enjoying the ride and this season look this season is a write-off already but if we don't sort this shit out in the summer and in January this season would have meant nothing, you know, and next season will mean nothing as well. So I don't really, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any ambitious objectives about what I want Arsenal to achieve this season. What I want them to do is to make the changes needed for Arsenal Football Club. What I want them to do is to put the structure in place that should have been put in place the moment we move to the Emirates Stadium. That's what I want Arsenal Football Club to do. Now, whether they do it is another question because what they've shown us so far is they lack ambition, they lack organisation and they lack any sense of determination to try and get to that uh, point. 
So, look, this is going to be a long, 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 long ride. We are in for the long ride. So, strap yourselves in. And, yeah. I hope we can all, at the end of it, see the light through the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. I hope this has been an enjoyable episode for you all and we'll be back um after arsenal versus southampton so we'll see you then